Welcome, welcome to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. I'm Nick, and we have a very special guest today. Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very special. That's definitely true. <laughs> you can tell that we're not prepared at all. Oh, I definitely are. Uh, so what have you been playing over this long break that we've had? Well, that you've had, actually. Uh, I've been doing uh, quite a bit of gaming. Um, so I picked up uh, League of Legends Teamfight Tactics for a while there because all my friends are playing that. So it's a pretty cool new game mode. If you haven't checked that out, it's definitely worth trying out. Um, kind of like a card-based game where you get champions, um, like a pool of champions that rotate. Um, you can upgrade the champions by getting three of each up to tier three. Um, what? So you need like three what? tier ones, make a tier two champion, so they get like physically bigger. What? And then uh, I, three tier twos make a tier three. And is that totally random? So if you trade in three tier ones, do you get a random tier two? No, it's the same character. Oh, so, so if you, I get three Garens, I get a, a better Garen. Okay, okay. And that does more health, more damage. Yeah. Only takes up one slot on the field. There's, yeah, S- benefits there. Okay, this is totally different to when I played League. Like it's a very you know. different game mode. It's nothing to do with the original, really, except for the characters. And okay, and it's still in the same launcher and everything. Just yeah, same launcher. Um, like you don't do any champion picks or anything like that. It's just <laughs> it's just like this is my trap card. Yeah, pretty much. Like there's no no trap cards or anything yet, but I imagine they will. <laughs> but you can position your characters on like a field. So oh, so it's an actual card game, kind of. Like like um, Hearthstone or something. Uh, not not with cards though, just with champions, and you just choose them where you want them on the field, and depending where, you, like if you play an archer right up the front, they'll just get killed yeah. straight away by their people. But yeah. if you play them at the back with a strong front line, and then they might just have assassins everywhere, and you haven't guarded your archer right at the back, so they just get killed straight away because they can jump over. So oh, it's a very very weird game, but it's it's fun. Yeah, and definitely sort of an up and coming game mode, I think. Yeah, okay. It's just I've never heard of anything like that in a It only started like five days ago, six days ago. It's not not very old at all. Uh I've been playing a bit of that. Um, What else have I been playing? A little bit of Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah. Picked that up a bit. Mods? Without mods. I've been trying to do a vanilla run because I want to legitimately get the achievements. And the only time it really annoys me is when I'm trying to, like, build a base. Mm. And then I'm like, why can't I place this here? (laughs) And you're just like... Yeah, seething anger. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What have you been playing? Oh, I've been playing actually quite a lot of Destiny in the past, like, three weeks. Destiny 2? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. My friends jumped back on the bandwagon. I got myself um, the Forsaken DLC and, um, yeah, played through that in, like, one evening. Yeah, nice. Because it doesn't take all too long. That went entirely free to play, didn't it? No, in September it does. And then it's going also over to the Steam. That's rather cool. than being on the Blizzard launcher. Yeah, because um, they sold it to Bungie. Yeah, like um, Bungie um, left, well, Activision and Bungie split. split. So, yeah, it's going free to play. So I think that means that you'll be able to play the first two DLCs, not Forsaken, uh, for free. Yeah. Um, which I had to pay like 20 bucks for or something, which yeah. you know, isn't too much. But then, um, so if you want to pay play Forsaken, you have to buy that extra. And then there's also a new expansion coming out called Shadowkeep, I think, yeah, nice. that you have to pay as well. So 
It's probably pretty good for Destiny to lose that oversight that sort of Blizzard was putting on them and let Bungie just flow and yeah, like all the creative talent go out. Yeah, now they have a lot more, like, less restrictions on them now so they can do, like, yay, we can do anything that we want yeah. without Big Papa Activision going, like, no. <laughs> you so need how to do make we make money? Yeah. <laughs> It's all about money nowadays. And there's uh, the new Halo game while we're on the subject of yeah. Bungie not owning Halo anymore. <laughs> um, three, four, three, yeah, yeah, I was watching the trailer for it. I'm actually legitimately excited for Halo again, which yeah. I didn't think would happen. I think there's actually PC test copies out in the wild probably at yeah. the moment. Because there's um, Halo Reach is going to be the first one out of the Master Chief collection being released on Steam. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they would all just release it in one big go and just wait until it's all done. I think the problem is the game engine is designed for Xbox. Yeah. So from the conversations I've overheard from my friends and not for first-hand knowledge, I'm pretty sure they're redeveloping the engine for PC so it's more stable, allows bigger lobbies and to work properly as well. It would have to. Like, that's, you know... Well, a Reach was designed, what, it would have been for the Xbox 360 originally, so it's yeah, yeah, it came 15-year-old hardware that it was designed for. So it makes yeah. sense that they're optimising. I think they're getting a 4K patch for it as well. So Yeah, that would be good because there's a lot of people that do 4K gaming now. Yeah, it's becoming more and more easily accessible with the Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. And yeah, and soon the next-gen consoles are going to have it. Yeah. The, the next-gen consoles are boasting for 8K content as well and it's just well like, we do have 8k tvs now yeah um, only like a, a couple of models though aren't uh they? there's i think where i work i think there's about five in our system so oh, far okay um it just depends what sort of size you want to go in at so you're looking at like 65 75 86 yeah. i think and then there's a couple of like different 86. variations 86 is a really popular size for whatever oh. reason. Just people like massive cinema TVs, and that's the best way to get it. Oh, okay. Um, I like 150 inches the biggest you can buy in Australia. At that point, just get a projector. You need a fairly good one, though. Mm. Yeah, but... I mean, like, if you're spending, what, like, 5K I'd be a... much more than that. <laughs> you're oh. looking 30K, 40K to get a TV that size. Oh, okay. But um, the I think it's the 75-inch... 8K Samsung is like 15 grand. Jeez. Okay. It's five grand for the 65 inch, which is actually pretty reasonable considering (laughs) it's an 8K TV. Yeah. But then you have to go like there's no content to put on 8K. Yeah. Yeah, So (laughs) apparently it's being tailored um, from reviews I've watched as an upscaling model. Oh, okay. So they've got really good graphics chips on there that are going to take any content you give it and just. (laughs) Make it look as good as possible. <laughs> Puts a 1080p content on there and see it squirm. Well, like, people still watch free-to-air TV. Mm. And, and that's at what? like. Well, standard channels, I believe, are at 480 interlaced or 574 interlaced, one of those two. Ooh. And then high-definition channels are 720p. Mm. And then they're stretching that five times or so to 4K. Yeah. Oof. So, uh... It's probably not as big of a step, but it's definitely still a step. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how, like, you know, to try and broadcast that, like, a uh, even a 1080p thing over the airwaves m- must be just so tremendously difficult yeah, compared to over the internet. Yeah, that's the problem with Australia is we don't have the infrastructure for good free-to-air TV. 
Mm. And even the services we offer, like like Nine Now and Seven Play and SBS On Demand, still only stream like 720p anyway. They don't actually do full 1080p. Oh, is that because they don't have like when they make the content, it's not. Well, yeah, they're making it for free to air Australian television. So, yeah. like, yeah. Well, why bother make it in 1080? Why make it in 4K when you could just make it in? Nine, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and especially if you go, I was just thinking that if you go to like fully that um, like seven now or whatever all those things are, you lose all your ads as well. Uh, they still have ads on them. That's, oh. They've actually monetized most of those platforms now. So if you're watching like a content, it's not as many. So mm. say you're watching like a 20 minute episode of yeah. Home and Away, um, <laughs> like 10 minutes in, you'll get like an ad break. So it might show you like three ads kind of like YouTube does. Yeah. Then continue. Okay. Um, I think num like ten play you actually pay for you can pay like ten oh, bucks a month now to, to not get the ads to not get the ads and no. I guess get access to more of the content because they usually knock the shows off after three episodes or whatever. Oh, okay. So it's, it's only the last three that you'll actually be able to catch. Really? Yeah. That- so I was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine because they had that on. Is it SBS? One of them. Anyway, Brooklyn Nine Nine was on there when that was like sort of airing in America, and it was only just behind. And they would only show you the last three episodes that have been released. Jeez. And you're just like... <sighs> uh, definitely to a very legitimate website to download. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially since Netflix isn't like... That's good. No. They've lost a lot of their content, I think. And especially with like Disney mm. doing their thing. Stan's got a lot of good content at the moment. I've been watching um, Stargate on Stan. Oh, yeah. Uh, just the original? Ah uh, yeah, SG One. Yeah, I, I like. I started with the movie. I'm just watching them all back through. Oh, nice. And I mean that f- those first couple of seasons are a little bit of a struggle. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, nineties. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's back in the is what three decades ago. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, they made it in '95, so not ah, 24 okay. years. It's not too so, bad. So, yeah, the first R uh, movie came out. So. Not too bad. Yeah, it's like still holds up its production value a little bit. Yeah, especially like in comparison to like Star Trek and like those original <laughs> ones from like the what sixties was it? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> too sure. That's like a Michael question. Yeah, I've watched a little bit of that, and it's that's a bit of a chore as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't go back that far. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, oh well, we might go to a music break and see you back when we come back. So, yes. This has been the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back. Ooh, what are you humming, dear? Oh, just the latest thing that I heard on Tune FM. Oh, gosh. I really do hate that show. Tune FM.
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And did you hear about uh, what Epic Games did with Shenmue? A little bit. Yeah? So, what they did is that they... um. So, what happened at the beginning was... um. So, Shenmue 3 was um, kicked, started by, like, a whole bunch of people. I think it raised... I think seven million dollars to get the game. That's a lot of money. Yeah, to get the game developed. Obviously, more money has been put into it afterwards by um, publishers and stuff. But it was orig- originally um, announced to be coming on to Steam. Yeah. Um, about a couple months ago, now back, uh, it was put on that it's Epic Store exclusive. Uh, for more money, uh, so that the um, developers would get more money. Yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> kind of um, look. I it's a very controversial topic, I think, because one, yes, we want the developers to have more money. It mm. makes sense, uh, but at the same time, my Steam library, right? <laughs> it I've needs got to be like bigger. Four hundred games in there, of which I play Age of Empires <laughs> and Counter Strike. <laughs> And that's about it. Oh, I'm Fallout. Um, but, yeah, it makes sense from the company's perspective to go over to this, but the exclusivity of it yeah. is kind of what puts a bit of a dampener on it. Like, if it was a healthy competition of we get it, you get it. Yeah. Or something like that, or can release on both platforms, I think then you'll see, say, they released whatever game it may be, mm. most people would probably still buy Steam because it's the fallback. All your other games are there. Yeah, or like all your, the friends and Correct. stuff that you've yeah. made. Like I've already got enough Origin and you play that I don't open. Yeah. I don't really want another one. Mm. And really the only reason Epic Games can do this is because they've got Fortnite. Yeah, they have. I think it, um, oh, what was it? Like I think in 2018... It grossed like three billion dollars. Yeah, geez. In profit, it's so a crazy amount of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so, but what Epic Games has done has the, all they've done is thrown more money at it. Yeah, they uh, they did a refund. Or yeah. So right? if yeah. if people were unhappy with the Steam release, uh, sorry, the PC release of it, saying that if you want to have your money back, that's fine they would refund in full the total um, amount back that you paid. Yeah, which I guess is kind of a good guy move. Yeah. I guess. But at the same time, it's kind of like you've just got, um, like you've just thrown all of these like $1 bills onto a fire and it's just slowly burning and you're like, let's just get more money and blanket it <laughs> until it extinguishes. So, yeah. Um, like, I don't know. It makes sense, I guess. They're being being—they're trying to be the good guy in this particular scenario, but it's still not going to encourage me to buy any games on their platform. Yeah, like... Yet. <laughs> well, like, they've got, what, S- um, Metro Exodus. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands 3. It's got a six-month deal. Um, or, like, a couple of th- other um, games. Yeah, like, The Outer Worlds, I think, is exclusive on there for a year. And yeah. I was really excited for The Outer Worlds. I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. And then... <laughs> then Epic's just like, no, you're not. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, is that an, a way that I kind of looked at it is that if you don't want to buy on the Epic Store, um, it gets all the bugs out of it. Basically, it releases on the Epic Store, has, like, say... Um, for instance, Borderlands 3. It's out there for six months. 
the devs get to patch things that come up in it. And then when this exclusivity deal is over, it ships to Steam and then it's got less bugs in... Yeah, I guess like, so. Like and a bit less more day con- one and yeah. more of the 12-year-olds that all play Fortnite just trialing the game for us before we actually get it. Yeah. Which I guess isn't a bad thing. It's kind of like what they used to do with consoles. Like they'd pre-release like... Like GTA Five, I think, came out on consoles before mm. it came out on PC. It was like yeah. a year and a half later or something that it actually yeah. came out on PC. So, and then the um, online came out even up after that. Yeah. Like, I think it was like also online came out like two weeks after the single player. Yeah, because they were just like, yeah, we want you to experience the single player first. Yeah, geez. <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of um, controversial game stores, so G two A. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you heard, but basically on, I think it was a Twitter post by one of the employees of a big game company said, please pirate our games before you buy them off G2A. Yeah, I actually heard of that one. Because apparently uh, they actually lose money because it's typically, I we find a stolen credit card, we pay for the purchase, we sell the key on G2A. Mm. But because we bought it from the actual publisher, they have to refund it. Mm. which is um yeah kind of losing the money i guess yeah which is uh yeah a bit weird so um one of their um big executives at g2a has actually opened themselves up for investigation so they've said all right if if everyone thinks we're so dodgy yes and so they're actually getting a private company to audit them oh completely non-affiliated just like see make sure everything's legit and above board yeah, because they're, they're very... Um, I've seen a little bit of it, and they're like very much like, oh, you just don't understand how we work properly. Yeah. Which, but, I mean, it's kind of like any sort of marketplace that's sort of open. Like, um, I think even like Amazon in America, because most of its sellers aren't Amazon-affiliated. They're just third-market providers that are on Amazon. Mm. Um, I think there's a new case opening, I think, somewhere in California that would allow customers to sue Amazon for faulty goods purchased through third-party sellers through Amazon. Really? Yeah, to hold Amazon fully accountable. Oh, so that they, because they don't necessarily quality check. Yeah, or they don't work or whatever, and then they can't get a refund or whatever it may be, so they can take their products straight to Amazon. It's sort of like a groundbreaking case. Oh, okay. It would be similar, I guess, sort of to eBay, in that, like, if you had a problem with a particular item, but eBay's always covered you through PayPal anyway. Yeah, they're always just like, yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Here's your money back. Yeah. Show proof. That's all we need. Yeah, because they're what they probably just hold the money for a bit. I believe they do. So um, I've only sold a couple of things through PayPal, and the money that comes back um, holds in the account for like 14 days or something before they can retrieve it to your bank account. So it's sort of on a little hiatus there, and they can always put a negative against your PayPal account. Then you just can't use it till you top it up. No. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, they do. I think they're pretty comprehensive in the way they work. Mm. So, um, did you hear about Apple? What have they done now? So there was actually one of their products. So the MacBook Pro 2015. Yeah. They were doing a battery recall. Yeah. One of them that hadn't been recalled yet, like the guy was still using it because he just hadn't found time to send it away. The battery exploded. Oh. Wait, okay, so whose fault is that then? Is that on Apple or is that on the guy because he didn't do the recall? Um, bit of column A, bit of column B. Okay. I mean, they're, they're both, both of them are sort of like he, he, if he'd known about the recall and didn't do it, mm. sort of his own fault. But 
yeah, just the fact of like how much of a burn mark it is. Like I know all of our viewers can't see, but I'll show you sort of the hole that oh. burned in the bottom of his MacBook there. Jeez. Yeah, so it's, it's like imagine a laptop and then like right in the center, there's what, like a um, tennis like ball a, size? Yeah, probably yeah, just under a tennis ball size, just hole. It's just sort of burnt through and like all the sides are scorched and everything near the vents. Yeah, and it seems like the metal's a bit warped as well. Yeah, so it seems Samsung's not the only sort of that <laughs> has exploding devices. So Was that a... Uh, 2015, was that around the time that the 7 came out? Yes. So it's probably got like a similar sort of battery makeup. Uh, possibly, make- possibly, yeah. It just depends if what supplier they were using and if they're using the same one. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure if they, they go to the same one or not. Yeah, because uh, just also imagine just sitting there working on your laptop. Yeah. And then it just goes... That is there, it suck. Yeah, I mean, I know one of my mates, actually your mate too, Ryan. Oh, um, yeah. He got given an i9 possibly or an i7-based MacBook through the company he works for up in Brisbane. Yeah. And it just overheated. Oh. Because <laughs> they didn't cool the chip properly at all. What? So it was just burning out and it started <laughs> smelling like electrical burning. So he got told to give it back. Oh, geez. So, so they just didn't have active cooling on the... Yeah, Shit. I don't know what they were, were doing. I mean, they put this really cool processor in and just like, let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they're redesigning their keyboard for their new ones as well because apparently there's been heaps of keyboard issues. I don't know if oh, I think the, saw that. I, I, I'm not too sure. I've seen from a little bit of um, Linus Tech Tips videos, but I think it's more, it may be more to do with people just not enjoying the feel of the keyboard. Possibly a little bit of that, but also the switches, because apparently things can get caught underneath really easily and okay. stop it from working. Like as soon as like a little hair or anything might get under there. Okay, even that like, small. Nope. I think that like a key or like, sorry, like if a crumb got under there or something. Yeah, something like that would do it as well. But yeah, it's just, yeah, apparently so they're, um, they're redesigning them from the ground up. Oh, geez. With a new kind of switch apparently, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Hopefully they put new batteries in as well, <laughs> just while they're at it. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure they've probably got a different battery supplier in the last, four, what, four years? Well, they would have had to because they got kicked out of China. Mm. So they wouldn't have been able to go with a Chinese one unless they like export them to India for construction. Fair enough. And I think they're actually opening, this was a long time ago, like a couple of months, I think they're actually opening up facilities for construction in America. Yeah, that would make sense because especially with the what Tarfit, is it? Is that what Tariff? It, tariff, that's <laughs> tariff. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with the tariff and stuff being like so huge. Yeah. Well, like, there's a bit of a trade embargo sort of war going on with, with Huawei and yeah. everything else. So it's, I don't know, it's just business being business, I guess. And Trump's not making anything better. Not really. But apparently it's been lifted because you're you allowed to sell Huawei now in America. Okay. But I don't know what happened. Basically, I think he went into a meeting with the Chinese president, yeah, prime minister, whatever um, they call him. Chairman. Oh, they used to call him chairman. Anyway, he yeah. went into there to, um, to the Chinese guy and then suddenly Huawei was mostly in the clear again. So. Oh, okay. But they still don't get to do the 5G network. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, funny thing about that. Uh, aren't we getting a bit of 5G network as well? Uh, slowly. I believe Telstra is rolling it out because I know the S10 5G is releasing. Yeah, because I've, I've, I looked on... I think I also looked on Optus's website and they said that there's like a couple of places, like a list of like 20 towns in New South Wales that are getting 5G. Yeah. 
So I'd, it's just like... I'd like Armadale to be part of it, but at the same time, like, everyone's still running around with 4G. Yeah. Them, so... Like, we I don't have the technology to back it up. Like, I think the 5, uh, S10 5G is the only phone that does 5G. That I know of, yeah. There's yeah. probably some, like, Chinese sort of models that are out there. But, yeah, none that I've seen that have been fully released yet. I think it's going to be, like, the same sort of transition when 3G to 4G went ahead. It's just sort of a slow transition. Like yeah. Things. It's going to take a couple of years type thing. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but on the subject of Samsung... So 10 million people got scammed with an updates for Samsung app. Oh. So basically on the Google Play Store, somebody came up with an updates for Samsung app, put it on there. People bought this app like they paid like 34.99 or whatever. What? To receive the genuine updates from Samsung. And all the thing does is download the updates from the Samsung's legitimate website. Yeah. To the phone and then restarts the phone to trigger the installation. <laughs> it literally does what the inbuilt utility did. But 10 million people bought this, bought this $35 app to do updates for Samsung. Why? I'm not Why sure. Why are people so stupid? I, I don't know. It's it's just crazy. So annual subscription of $34.99. Annual subscription. Mm-hmm. And you pay like directly to them. You don't even use like the Google Play or whatever. Oh, Scammers are not using the official Google Play subscription protocol. Instead, the app simply asks for your credit card information and sends it to an API endpoint. Oh, how could you think that's good? It's I, I just don't understand how people like fall for it. Fall for it. I guess there's a lot of users that just don't understand what yeah, their phones do. Yeah, I, I guess or, that there's like you know a lot of people that are like you know maybe in like their fifties or something like my dad. Yeah, that would be a bit more susceptible to that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it looks... It doesn't even look like Samsung legitimate. Like, it's it's just a picture of an Android logo with a download symbol in the in the, in the middle of the Android. Yeah. And it just says, updates for Samsung Android update versions. Up. Oh. <laughs> by a company called Updatu. Like, Updatu. <laughs> How could you trust that? You'd think that it would say Samsung there. Yeah, like... Verified by Samsung. It comes on, like, anything on Samsung's end, they're actually built in. Mm. Like, you can't uninstall them. They're there. I know. And they usually prompt you when there's an update available as well. Yeah. I actually just recently got a new Samsung phone. So oh, nice. Which one did you get? I got the A50. Oh, that's pretty good. They're a really nice generation of phones. Yeah, I thought um, I had a Huawei um, P10. Yeah. And... Um, it was getting a bit slow. Like, the camera on the back didn't work. I had to, like, smack the front of the um, phone to actually get the um, the lenses to fit, the, the aperture to fit right in the thing. Don't think that's part of the design. But <laughs> no, it, it broke about like a year in because um, I'm pretty sure it was the first phone that had two cameras on it. Yeah, it probably would have been one of the pioneers of it, yeah. So like they weren't the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, it also had one of the first USB-C chargers on a phone that I've seen. Yeah. So, like, it was definitely, like, a Pioneer phone. Yeah. So, like, a couple of things just broke on it. And I was, like, with the trade um, t- thing going on, I was just, like, maybe it's good to, like, upgrade my phone. To yeah, just... well, the the new Samsung A-series has um, AMOLED displays mm. in all of them. So, in the A20, A30, A50, and the A70, which is yeah. pretty cool. And the thing is, is that my phone's, this phone's screen is bigger 
than the re- like the whole of my other phone. Yeah, <laughs> so it's crazy just upgrading to something that's like all screen. Yeah, so I like um, like when I'm like transferring files back and forth and like getting everything set up, like I have my Samsung and I'm just like, yeah, this is cool. Uh, playing around with that for like a couple of hours, then put that down to pick up my Huawei, and I'm just like everything's so small yeah it's so weird like you've got the like i've got my old nexus 5x and i'm mm. just like booting it up i'll be like i'll just leave that there for five minutes <laughs> while it boots up play like another game and then come back to it later because it's so slow in comparison yeah um do you play any games on your new phone no not really like i've never been much of a mobile gamer because i've got so. like the new s10 i just trying to get into gaming and i'm finding it really hard to progress to that like yeah. I haven't played games on computer for so long I'm so used to having the keyboard and mouse yeah though one game I do enjoy is the Elder Scrolls Blades okay uh, which is basically think Skyrim with Oblivion graphics <laughs> um, is, is probably the best way to describe it and it's actually a really nice blend it's very it's a pay model like and it makes sense because it's a free game yeah um, and you can pay to unlock chests and get additional items and upgrade yeah. your town and then you can get more gems from the people in the town or whatever but they let you do these little missions in first person oh okay so um, you can sort of tap where you want to go and he'll walk towards there and uh, you can um, like hit critical strikes by like hitting circles for a certain time so yeah i start attack and just hold it until the critical strike comes up or whatever yeah and it's actually kind of difficult sometimes like you need to need to get lots of potions before going into certain dungeons (laughs) otherwise you'll just get killed Mm. but it feels like an open environment it feels exactly like skyrim in terms of like dungeon crawling that's good to yeah. be able to cram all that into a phone. Well, it's not bad. It's like a gigabyte download. Oh. So it's, it's pretty big. It's probably about the size of Oblivion when it was like first <laughs> released, or maybe Morrowind. Yeah. But it's, Actually, no, they're probably smaller. Morrowind's 700 megabytes. I think, oh, okay. Memory. I'm not sure what Oblivion is. But, yeah, it's like a really fun game. Yeah. <laughs> so you well, should try it. The thing is, is that I have gamed on my mobile before. Like, um, my girlfriend's really into PUBG on the um on a tablet oh no yeah yeah it's it's something it's a thing yeah like not not to back her out and she loves it and she like you know plays with her friends like every most of the time stuff and there's like you know new things coming on it as well like there's a zombie mode yeah that's pretty on it yeah so they're they're keeping it updated and stuff um but like i tried playing a game with her on like my old phone and i was just like I just, I just can't do this. Yeah, it's too hard to, like, do <laughs> if, it. Yeah, yeah, if I'm going to play this game, which I'm not, firstly not all that interested in anyway, yeah. if I'm going to play this game, I need to play it on a PC or yeah. at least a console. Or a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Um, there's actually... I was considering doing it just to see what it was like because Samsung have what they call DeX software, so desktop experience built okay. into these phones. You can plug in, because it's got USB-C, mm. uh, keyboard and mouse and a monitor. <laughs> and then you could play one of these games on a keyboard, mouse and monitor okay. against people playing on things like tablets. So you could play PUBG Mobile. <laughs> See, I thought she had the advantage because um, she was playing on a tablet when yeah. a lot of people would be playing on their phones. Yeah. So she has like a lot more screen space and screen real estate. But imagine being able to run around. Yeah. Well, as if you were just playing on a PC, <laughs> maybe at a very much lower frame rate. Oh, but yeah. But still, there will be accuracy and everything. Like, I'm sure it would put you at, a, at an advantage. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> that, oh, that would be just 
too much effort to play a mobile game. Yeah. Would that just <laughs> defeat the purpose of it being a mobile game? That's kind of like, um, I don't know, hacking. Yeah. Without the hacking step, you're just like, I'll just play against all these people that are less well off. They yeah. don't have all of this. <laughs> anyway, we'll go to a music break. So this has been the Unex Radio Show on Tune FM, and we will be back. This song, Tune FM.
Welcome back to the Unags Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And NVIDIA has done something super. Super. <laughs> oh. So tell us what's happened. Uh, so there's a new range of graphics cards uh, that are being released in quotes at the same price point as the current range. Yeah. End quotes. Um, so <laughs> basically they've got the RTX 2060, 2070, and 2080. And they've got the RTX 2080 Ti. Yes. Now, the Ti is staying the same. It's it's just there. But the 60, 70, and 80 are all getting a super upgrade, uh, which basically is quoting about 25% performance across the board for each car increase Yeah. for the same price, mm. supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. So going off like uh, US retail pricing, I think it was like $349 yeah. would get you the uh, 2060 super. Mm, which here is like 700 bucks. It's still, yeah, six <laughs> or 700 bucks yeah. here, unfortunately, but that's Australia and we're always behind it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently there's only like 50 bucks difference between it and the other one. So I guess at about the same price point, mm. uh, which is sort of just a massive flex on AMD's new lineup, which they're releasing. Uh, I think they've got the, um, the RX 5700 series. Yeah. And they've got the 5700, the 5700 XT, and then the XT 50th Anniversary Edition, which just has gold on it. Oh, yay. Because gold makes everything better. Yeah. Like, not on the actual, like, board, <laughs> but actually on the front of it, so just so it looks pretty. Yeah, obviously. Which is all right. And they're, they're being released at 349 bucks as well. Okay. Uh, however, like, I think AMD's probably got a pretty good lineup, to be fair. Um, they've got their seven nanometer chips, yeah, which are tiny. Um, their RX five ninety, which is a twelve nanometer, so that's fairly big. But yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It's gonna it's some healthy competition. Yeah. Um, all the second gen Ryzen CPUs actually from AMD have just received a price cut, except uh, like ahead of the third gen launch. So yeah. I guess they're trying to clear all the range there. Yeah, get rid of all the rest of the stuff. So I just sort of wonder what Intel has up its sleeve for its processors because it hasn't sort of shown its cards on that yet. Yeah, I think um their Intel processors on at least PC case gear, which is where I look at most of my stuff from. Yeah. They've said that they're, um, they've reduced Intel CPUs. Yeah, making them a bit cheaper. Like yeah. I was looking at an i9 upgrade for like i9-9900 and it was only going to cost me 700 bucks for the processor. Oh, okay. Which is like super cheap really for yeah. saying I've got an i9 and yeah. sound really cool to your like seven nerd friends and no one else. <laughs> Yeah, well, how much is that normally? Like $1,100 Oh, yeah, I think it launched at about 1100 bucks, so it slowly sort of crept its way down. Yeah. Um, and there's a new version of that, which is going to be called the 9900KS. Oh, okay. Which basically means... K-Super? No. <laughs> it stands for silicon, actually. Uh, oh. So basically there's a guy at the end of the production line where all the i9900Ks are coming, testing them. Yeah. And all the ones that have really nice silicon dyes on them mm. go into the KS pile. Oh, okay. And they are being sold as minimum 5 gigahertz. Oh, maximum. okay. So they will at least be 5 gigahertz across every single call. Jeez. Which is some pretty serious sort of performance. Um, but unfortunately, like, I don't think the i9s are even supporting the new PCI lane 4.0, yeah. which is what AMD is currently doing. Yeah, because they're pioneering... Yeah, I think they're trying stuff. to get ahead of the curve, getting a lot more bandwidth. I think people are, like SSDs have become cheaper. That's one of the reasons yeah. to get a really fast PCI lane 
is for an SSD. You can put yeah. a really fast one in there and get gigabits a second if you want to. Yeah. Um, so I guess as time moves on, Intel will probably have something up their sleeve that I'm sure they'll probably release. Yeah, because they're working on 10 nanometer. I believe they are now. still, yeah. Which, I don't know. It's just, like, I don't really focus much on the tech specs of it. Like, oh, okay. I, I just like the raw performance in the end, mainly. So. Yeah. Overall, Intel for me has always been the better option because they've yeah. got more longevity. I mean, usually better quality product. As yeah, well. they've always been at least up until now, like um, not really had much competition. Yeah, and they've always had like good quality products. Like Correct. we're never saying that they're oh they're just eh. yeah exactly. They've got what I think it was like seventy five percent of the entire um, CPU share. Yeah, it'd be something crazy, yeah. Because they, um, like all the server chips, most people end up going that way. But I think, yeah, um, yeah AMD with their new, like, multi-cord sort of solutions. Yeah. For some people, it makes a lot of sense. But for other people, like the average user, it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, because, like, I was sitting there going like, oh, yeah, you know, like eight cores or 12 cores or 16 cores. Where as a gamer, like, you... I have a four core and it works fine. Yeah, you'd be lucky to like max out four real cores anyway in most games because yeah. it's only now games are starting to be optimized for multi core. Yeah. So, like time. going into the future, yeah, sure. Like I might upgrade to like an eight core or something, but as of now. Yeah, I'm, it doesn't make much sense. Like I was only going to do it just because I was like, hey, it's cheap and yeah. I can, but. Like, again, there's not much point. The graphics cards are important still. Like, getting a, a new, mm. decent one of those will always help. But I'm still running a fourth gen i7, and it still kicks most games. Yeah. It's only the really poorly optimized ones that it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I have a seventh gen i7, and it works yeah. perfectly fine. Even though I did cook it for a full year and a half. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't take the little plastic. Oh, the plastic. I heard that. I was like, oh, Yeah. No. <laughs> First PC build, I learnt from my mistakes. Have you got it on water cooling now just to make yeah. up for it? Good. It was on water cooling before, <laughs> in s- quotation marks. It, I'm lucky like, lucky it survived that long, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. It's, I, I think I am seeing a bit of the repercussions from it. Yeah. But, um, but you could, like being on the 7th gen already, you could go to that i9 step mm. fairly cheaply, where for me I was looking at going i9. Oh, oh like, yeah, okay. you have to get a new motherboard. I need new RAM. I need a new motherboard. Yeah. I can salvage all my hard drives and anything, but I might as well get a new SD card, yeah. SSD, because uh, I've got now two M.2 slots. I can put two <laughs> two terabytes in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can do all that stuff. And then suddenly I was like, hang on, why is my cart $4,000? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh. oh. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Yeah, um, I'm actually playing Destiny and stuff. Um, I find that I have a little bit of frame hiccups yep. here and there. And it seems like more my graphics card is the bottleneck there than my CPU. What graphics are you running? Uh, 1070. Yeah. So, like, I thought that that would be, like, you know, a good graphics card that's going to last me a long time without, you know, causing too much pain and heartache. But yeah. You'd like, think it would sort of hold up. Yeah, in Destiny well. 2, like, doesn't seem to. I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on. Could be, like, memory. It could be graphics card. It's just... I looked at my graphics card. It's at like 100% the entire time. Yeah. So I was just like, oh. Which I mean, at least it's being utilized. That's the it, main thing. The thing is, is that I even turned down the graphics settings on the game. Yeah. Didn't change it from being 100% the entire time. Yeah, geez. And I was just like, oh. What's it running at temperature wise? Um, I don't actually have the program that 
detects yeah. that. Yeah, put MSI Afterburner on, and mm. it's got like an inbuilt utility called Reva Tuner, I think it is. Okay. Um, and then you can actually have your on-screen display, which will show you across like all the different cores of your CPU and your graphics card exactly okay. what's going on, as well as the active temperature and your frame rate you're hitting. And you can actually configure it to have like your 0.1% and 1% lows to say what it drops down to. Okay. So if you happen to just drop to like one frame a second for one second and you don't notice really, it will mm. tell you okay. about it. And it just helps you review what's going on there as well. Yeah, I might have to give out. that a check. Yeah. Because I'm just like looking at it, like playing the game, you know, ha- like have a bit of a hiccup. I also like... It could also be like an internet thing yeah. because it's always online. Yeah. But um, in saying that, I have like one of the better internet plans that you can get, especially here in Armadale. Yeah. And then like it also happened a little bit when I was playing Sekiro. Yeah. And that wasn't really an always online game. So yeah, unless so. you've just absolutely cooked your CPU. <laughs> Which I think I <laughs> have. I think I've done something to it. Yeah. And it's just, you know... But in saying that, I also don't have money for a new CPU. And if I want to upgrade, like, then I would also have to get a new motherboard. Yeah. Because, like, if I want to go to an 8th gen, like, it, I need a new motherboard. Are they the same? No. 7th and 8th gen is different. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. You can, I think, get 8th gen working on 7th gen boards. But yeah. But it, it requires, like totally breaking the BIOS and stuff like that. Yeah, it's usually like a firmware update or something, I believe. Yeah, like it's unofficial unofficial patches and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and I'm not going to be bothered to spend a whole bunch of money on an 8th gen processor and then try and figure out something with my motherboard. I know like I stuffed up when I bought mine because I bought, like 4th gen's good. Uh, It's not much of a difference between 3rd gen and 4th gen though. Mm. But I bought the fourth gen motherboard to go with it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then that's the only generation they ended up supporting on that motherboard before they started moving on. Oh. So, uh, like, yeah, I get nothing in terms of support for mine, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, the thing was is that I also bought my computer just as eighth gen was released. Yeah. So, basically, I could have bought an eighth gen but the budget that I had at the time didn't allow me to. Yeah. So I bought a 7th gen instead. Then I go into PC case gear, which obviously only sells like new things. Yeah. And I look into the 7th gen motherboards and stuff, and there's four. Yeah, geez. <laughs> and they're only like, you know, the um, very low quality, uh, low price and yeah. type stuff. So I was just like, oh. You could probably give flashing it a go. I know I did that with... Um I had an Intel motherboard. Mm. Oh. Um, for, it was, when it came out, it was when the second gen of processors were out. Mm. Then third gen was released after it on the same socket and it didn't support it. So I like looked into it. I was like, all right, flashing the BIOS. Never done that before. Let's give that a go. <laughs> yeah. It was like the most nerve wracking thing of yeah. like looking at it. And it was like, this my operation may take about 15 minutes. It was sitting there like flashing it. I'm just like, I really hope the power doesn't go out <laughs> in this particular time. Yeah. Or like, you know, it also says like, you know, your, your data may be lost. And yeah. then you're just like, oh. But yeah. Basically, if you brick it, there's no, no real coming back. 
back from it unless you're very, very savvy. Yeah. I'm not very savvy. <laughs> I just put them together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit savvy, but I'm not that savvy. Yeah, I don't want to, like, learn how to reprogram a chip. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too intense for me. Yeah, just, like, throw it away and be done with it. Yeah, I'd probably pay someone else to do it. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, so, I don't know. I've done something to it. Yeah. But... What am I going to do? I'll <laughs> uh, buy a new one that's really cheap. Oh, I'll just get a nice gaming i3. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the new i3 in the 8th gen is awesome. Really? Yeah. If you get an i3, you can basically have yourself a gaming rig for barely any dollars. Wow. Because they, like, depending what games you're planning on playing, obviously you're playing a 4K game, don't get an <laughs> i3, take this yeah. with a grain of salt. But, um, yeah, the i 3s for just, like, your League of Legends, like. full 1080p gaming maybe some entry-level 4K stuff with a decent graphics card. Yeah. They work fine. Oh, okay. Um, like, because they've just upgraded so much now. Because 8th gen represented a really big leap mm. in the market in terms of performance yeah. for those processes. In retrospect, I really should have went with an 8th gen. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, you stuffed up there. But, oh, well. <laughs> um, I think, like, the i9, though, I was looking at that, it would double my CPU benchmark. Really? On my i7 fourth gen. Oh, wow. At 10 more watts of power. <laughs> and you're just like, oh. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm not using the full 750 watt anyway. I can do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I talked myself out of it. But I bought a Vive instead. <laughs> you know, the, the finer things in life. Correct. One of the next things I want to buy, though I probably shouldn't and I definitely don't need to, there's a new um, Bluetooth cassette player. I'm sorry, what? Bluetooth cassette player. <laughs> okay, you've got my interest. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, I think this nostalgia angle, like you got mm. like the Age of Empires definitive edition, everything. So along that same sort of line, uh, there's now uh, a cassette player you buy that has full Bluetooth to your earphones. Oh. So you can play music off a cassette straight to your earphones. But wouldn't... if if you're buying a cassette player, wouldn't you just have, like, old headphones anyway? I mean... <laughs> I mean, you get rid of a cord, yeah, sure, but, like... I think they're just sort of going for the nostalgia aspect more than anything else. Like, the brand's called It's Okay. It's a very, like, low-end sort of thing. It's a Kickstarter campaign at this point. Mm. Um, a lot of the sort of thought was it might be, like, a Stranger Things marketing sort of stunt. Oh, okay. Because I think... Microsoft actually did the same thing where they re-released Microsoft One, like Windows 1.0. Yeah. They re-released it, basically, available for download. Go ahead and install <laughs> it on a virtual box if you want. Um, but, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. So I think um, you're looking at about uh, $91 US on this Kickstarter campaign. For a cassette that a cassette has Bluetooth. Player. Yeah. Why? I mean... You would be surprised at how many people I have coming into the store saying, do you have a cassette player? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I understand buying a cassette player, but buying this particular one that has Bluetooth for $90. And then you get to go for a walk. Yeah, but can't you just buy a normal cassette player that has, like, just has a There's a not many of them 5? around, though. Like, that, that sort of product is probably not for, like, especially in the mainstream sort of market is definitely not there. Oh, I mean, like, on eBay or something. Yeah, maybe, but... This is cool. It's a it's Bluetooth. 
<laughs> it comes in pink, white, and evening blue. Oh, nice, nice. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't really like be like, oh, why is this? Why, why? <laughs> when I'm like looking at the um, oh, it's actually nearly out. The um, the Digimon. You know the old school Digimon toy, uh, like the Digimon. Digimon or Tamagotchi? It's like a Tamagotchi, but it's Digimon instead. Okay. Like, remember that thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting out there going like... One of those coming out. <laughs> I could just get the app on my phone or I could buy the actual thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was watching, I was on um, EB Games and they've got a Tamagotchi one coming out. Yeah. Like OG, yeah. Tamagotchi, the same colors. Yeah. It's the same thing just with the Digimon. I'm just like, I don't know yeah. if I can kill any more of those. I'm probably already like being hunted <laughs> for manslaughter. I don't know how many of those I killed as a kid. <laughs> I don't think I can do any more. <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking at it going like, but I want it. <laughs> I remember I got like a really off-brand one. I was really young and we went to um, Paddy's Markets in Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember getting one and it was just like, like I think it was like $2. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so off-brand, but yeah, I killed so many of them. <laughs> but they're so good. I'm a monster. See, that's <laughs> what you need to kill time. Yeah. You just bring that. It's like the uh, original fidget spinner. <laughs> Just, you know, take it to uni, play around with it, like in your hour breaks or whatever. Just in your spare time. Just (laughs) Just while you're in the middle of a lecture, let's be fair. Yeah. It starts beeping at you, feed me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, feed me, feed me. It's just like, shut up in the middle of a lecture. It's just like a uni student, really. (laughs) (laughs) Just a uni student in your pocket. Pretty much. They could probably brand it like that as well. (laughs) Uh, We were sort of talking in the break before I told you about the, the Facebook outage so cloudfare went down affecting like a whole heap of cloudfare services across four major websites okay what were they i don't know exactly which ones they were but it was like it was a pretty big big deal the ones that went down i think there were more high-end sort of ones Mm. um and it was actually cloudfare's fault that they went down because it was a failed software update or something oh speaking of flashing bioses and stuff yeah (laughs) it's sort of yeah it was definitely a bit dodgy so i don't know how big business goes with that but Facebook went down sort of uh, last Wednesday for a little while. Um, and basically when it went down, it was still somewhat up as websites are because there's always those remnants of them, the trace that sort of yeah. stays even though the service isn't really there. Like the cache stuff. In- yeah, whatever it may be, just still floating around. So the website would load. You could still see text, but you couldn't see any images. Oh. And so they would have um, like the description of what the image would contain. Mm. because they've got like an AI that runs in the backgrounds all over it. So they've got um, like someone's profile here, for example, and it says, your profile photo, uh, your image may contain one person, beard. (laughs) And then some of the other ones, it's like image may contain night, sky and outdoor. Uh, Image may contain flower. (laughs) It's like, it's just the AI that goes on the background. Yeah. Um, This one's pretty funny. One or more people, people sitting, shoes and indoor. (laughs) And like, like if they had mine, it would probably just be like uh, one person, loser, nerd. (laughs) So it's, it's pretty funny. Um, So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see like how accurate their algorithm is. Yeah. In the background. Like like, you see the before and after like type thing. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that I didn't even know that this happened. Yeah, I don't think we were particularly affected in Australia. I think hope, I think it was mostly isolated to like US, UK, oh, not okay. so much our sort of region. So I think like the Asian region must have just like M- might like, have a different server or something. Yeah, like our different... servers would all be routed through like Asia first and everything. So probably 
unless you went looking at like an American person's profile or something that's not typically loaded in the Australian one, you'd probably be fine most of the time, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah, like, there's either. There's magic that happens in the background when I press the keys and something <laughs> happens. It's like I p- click on something and magic internet. Pretty much. And weird things that uh, companies do, there's um, so Apple's new iOS 13 update. There's an update for FaceTime, which is going to make eye contact <laughs> uh, basically way easier. Because uh, say we were talking to each other on FaceTime and I'd sort of be looking down at your face and you'd be looking down at my face. Mm. Neither of us would be actually looking at each other. Yeah, because... Yeah, you're looking at... Your you're phone. looking at the person um, the camera. and the camera's up the top. So basically in this update, it manually adjusts your eyes upward <laughs> uh, to make it look like you are looking at each other in the eye. Um, sort of to uh, to make it, I don't know, so more wait, real. Then what happens if you actually do look at the camera? I don't. I guess it would just like overrule it or something. Okay. Like it's it's very odd to think about. It must have like a bit of an eye tracker thing in it. Yeah. It's I don't, I don't know. It's it's very weird. I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah. It's like um. So they've got they've got like a release for it there. And I'll show you the picture and just so you can see how creepy his eyes suddenly look. That's him looking at oh. the screen and that's how they've adjusted his eyes. And see how they sort of look like there's a demon hiding in behind them? <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that demon's Apple. So, <laughs> yeah, that's happening. It's also funny that that is such like a minute issue that would require so much behind it's, it to fix. It's a very first world problem, isn't yeah. it? When I talk to my friend over this really amazing video communication device, I can't see into their eyes while they're looking into mine. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just a very, I don't know, interesting, I guess, little uh, conversation piece there. It's just like, why have you focused on this thing? <laughs> yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier about 5G before the, the, the ad break. Um, so Vodafone UK has actually switched on their 5G service over oh, okay. in the UK now with unlimited data plans. Oh. Which is pretty cool. So basically we can just like kick the NBN out now and just get 5G on unlimited and it would probably be cheaper. Yeah. And probably faster in probably. most places. It's, oh, don't. NBN. It's wow. good in Armadale. Yeah. That should be the tagline. NBN, <laughs> <laughs> it's good in Armadale. But yeah, unlimited max for uh, so thirty euros a month. So what seventy yeah, bucks or so? Uh, yeah, is it even that much? I don't know. Um, something around that. No. So super fast download, streaming TV. I think it's about fifty bucks ish. I'm not sure what the conversion rate is. I'm I really bad at European. Thirty euros to AUD, forty-eight bucks. That's okay. actually really That's, good. It's close. That's yeah. awesome value for an unlimited plan. Yeah, well, I'm paying 90 bucks a month at the moment yeah. for unlimited 100 megabytes. Yeah. Megabits, sorry, 100 megabit. And you can um you can choose entertainment as well. So they've got like you can choose Prime Video or a couple of weird things I've never heard of or Spotify. Oh, okay. Um and then you can um get them for free. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, so that's a pretty big step pretty big leap in the right direction i guess having that yeah you can even buy like little hot spots now for in the home oh, okay so you like buy like a little device and it's like this is yeah kind of like a like you put the sim card in or yeah. maybe like a lot of the companies now are doing onboard sim cards so you oh. can do like without actually having the physical sim card you can just tune the device in 
okay. to their network. They'll give you the update or whatever with the device and it starts working. Um, so, yeah, you get this. This thing has 8 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM okay. on board and it's 5G with Wi-Fi up to 802.11ax. Oh, nice. Wi-Fi 6. Yeah. So, it's 325 euro for this router. Um, okay. So it is fairly pricey, but so about five hundred bucks or something. But no more expensive than if you were just buying a normal router of that sort of caliber, anyway. With yeah. what it can do, and then you can just put that there and get all of your internet mobile wirelessly. Yeah. No wires needed to their house. No copper needed anymore, <laughs> which is pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, and like, um, I know that there was concerns about five um, G interfering with like. Um, the radio signals from airplanes and stuff to ground control yeah. as well. So I haven't heard of that, but yeah. Yeah, appara- apparently there was like, there was people saying like, firstly, um, that it might cause interference with like the radio um, signals between airplanes and like the tower, um, air- airport towers. Yeah. Like, so like, you know, 5G signals might interfere with that. Yeah. There's also people saying like... I just hit the mic. <laughs> Ignore that. Um, there's also people saying like, oh my God, it's going to like destroy us because it's going to ionize us and stuff. Yeah. And to those people, I say no. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> there's uh, like, there's an image that was circulating on Facebook about a guy that was in a radiation suit mm. up on a tower, like doing maintenance on the new 5G panels or whatever. Yeah. It's like an anti-static suit yeah. that they have to wear when they go up there so that like, they don't don't take electrical charge through their bodies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's um, it's definitely been sensationalized. I think, which is just sort of what the media does. Yeah, and what these little alternate groups that want to promote this sort of thing. There was someone down in Armadale handing out flyers, really about five G, saying that it's going to cook me. What? And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty keen. I mean, it's not a microwave. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact same frequency we're already using, just at a, like a higher hertz rating or whatever. Yeah. Like it's I, still I, within the range that we I, contributed to mobile phones when mm. they came out. I think it's like, what, 3,000 megahertz or something like yeah. that? And like the ionite, like what you need to start cooking is like 300,000? Yeah. Or something? Or like, I don't, like, I don't know if I'm just I paid attention in science, but it's it's all just part of the light spectrum. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I don't like, know if these people just didn't pay attention <laughs> as to what was going on there, because but it feels like they didn't. Yeah, it's and like it, it's not that big of a jump. It's like eh. Yeah, it's like going from like green to slightly less green. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's like aqua. Yeah. To aqua two. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know that RGB color wheel? Yeah, you've moved it like a cent- like <laughs> a millimeter. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, yeah. Oh, well, we'll be back after this radio... Uh, music break. That thing. Radio break. Yeah, radio <laughs> break. Talk break. Whatever. It's something <laughs> break. Anyway, we are the Unix Radio Show, and we will be back shortly.
ship. Bad you don't wanna do. Cool because like a cruise ship. Yeah, back on the cruise. Put a dirty clock on a yacht. Still acting like I'm on the back. Still get a call from the boys and the pen, putting money on the books when they lack. Wish do it for the children. Wanna talk, never talk billions. Phone phone might kill him. Moving at night, sliding a mic. But you can't see him, and we might do it for no reason. This our mood on season. Talking like a G, don't believe him. I don't sleep, but please don't ask me why. When it comes to you, can't help but lie. When it comes to beef, I never hide. If you got a problem, don't be shy. I thought we were cool, so why you're nice? Don't repeat myself, won't say it twice. Please be careful, I'm not even nice. Been on road too long, I might just get the knife. We don't look for trouble, we just have fun. But there's always someone trying to show what they can do.
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And what games are you interested in that are coming out soon-ish? Uh, so, um, the only one I could think of is Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Really? Nothing else? Age of Empires 2 <laughs> Definitive Edition. <laughs> it actually looks really exciting and it's uh, definitely appealing to the nostalgia aspect as mm. sort of the, the trend is with games at the moment. Uh, but... Completely rebuilt. Like, they're rebuilding everything. All original graphics and everything are all being rebuilt. Um, like, there's almost like a 3D effect to the way buildings will collapse and everything as well. So, okay. it looks like a really major overhaul. And they also updated number one. I don't know if you heard of Definitive Edition 1 coming out uh, no. ages ago. So, I don't know if they have released it or they were re-releasing it on Steam because it was I, only on a Microsoft oh, store. Oh, <laughs> I think... Sam was complaining about it last year. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care. Like, it's a Microsoft product. They own it. Yeah. Whatever. It makes sense. They've already got the store for other things. It makes sense to release it on their own platform if they've got those services in place. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It, like, just goes onto your, like, your little start bar or whatever. Well, it's on my um, Xbox account. Yeah. So, it's all synced with my um, Xbox one. Yeah. Uh, same with like Halo Wars 2, which yeah. I played all of like 10 minutes of, <laughs> and then I forgot it existed. Um, and so, yeah, basically I can go to my Xbox now and I can mm. play Halo Wars 2, even though I bought it on PC. Yeah, which, which is good. I like it. It gives you more uh, freedom. Yeah. Um, and having an Xbox in the living room where you can just jump on it and play one of your PC games and continue from where you left off. Man, that saves a hassle. Yeah. Because in-home streaming is not entirely there yet. Yeah. Um, unless you've like got a hardwired connection from gigabit. One. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's still not going to get it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Age of Empires 2 looks really good. They're mm. rebuilding it all. Um, I think it's due for release soon. Okay. So um, so they've done one. How long has it been since they released one to then now? A year two? and a half, maybe? Okay. Yeah. So they're pumping up. Yeah, they're doing cool. that. I don't know if they'll do three, but four is in the works. Oh, so, so they are a making... completely original new game. Yeah. Is coming out. And I don't know what time period they're going to set that one in because I don't know how much you remember about the old <laughs> Age Vampires games, but one was like Stone Age to Iron Age. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And then this one you started off in, like, uh, number two you started off sort of, like, really basic, just sort of on the tail end of that, and you went all the way up to feudal castles and everything. Okay. Um, Imperial Age, I think they called it. And then in three, which I didn't play much of, it was, like, Settling America mm. um, and all that sort of thing in, like, the Wild West, and you had, like, trade routes and all sorts of stuff that would go through, and you could build those little... Um, little things along the trade routes mm. and you would gain coin or whatever from it okay um and then i don't know what they can go to next because i i played the only one i really played was age of mythology oh yes age of mythology 2 is coming oh really <laughs> yes <laughs> see that would be one that i would pick up just like i i i talk uh talk to you guys sometimes and like you guys are like really into it yeah. meanwhile i'd just be like I press the button and build things. Yeah, it's um, it's it's good. Like Age of Mythology was a very different game, like because it was kind of sort of released alongside it. Mm. Um, but it had a much better engine at the time, much better sort of graphics for the time, just mm. after Age of Empires two, and then three came out. And I think lots of people just kept playing Age of Mythology because it added that extra aspect. You could have the myth units and everything. As yeah, well. I I like the uh the giant um a new I think it was. 
No, I normally played Cerberus. Yeah. So I, I had like this giant dog pop out at like the end of the game and go, ha 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 smash, smash, smash. It was pretty good. But to then be fair. I remember one time playing on like islands and I summoned him on my island. Yeah. Because I thought and then you, you know, can't get him over to the other island. Yeah, I was like, he'll be defensible here while yeah. I'm building him and then like go, Yes, let's walk to Oh, there's yeah, water. They should there. have sort of added that they could walk across the ocean. I mean Either that or have like a specialized boat or something. Yeah, yeah, like be like, Oh, this this costs like a lot of like I don't know, like wood or something. Yeah. And like, you know, this is to get him there. Just ride a Trojan horse through the water or something. Yeah. Really good. No, that was it was an awesome game and I'm really excited for two. But so, that's gonna be a while away. Oh, okay. Sure. I was gonna say, do you know when that's coming out? Well, four's been in development for like two years. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. So uh, hopefully they're doing it right. Yeah. And it would be refreshing to see them back. Yeah, because they haven't when was three released? Like the original before two thousand and ten. Okay. Like 2008, maybe. See, I was thinking that was a lot... Six. A lot earlier for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, because it was like 98 or something. I'm going to look it up just because I'm, wor- I'm, I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting that they're doing that. It's um, Yeah, definitely good to get like an old franchise that hasn't seen... 2005. The... Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what, a decade and a half. Yeah, pretty much that they were actually doing anything with these games. Because Ensemble, which was the main studio that developed these, mm. shut down. Oh, okay. And so that's where they sort of became dead um, uh, in the water. Um, sort of like Fable, which yeah. we were talking about as well. Having Fable 4 come back uh, would be awesome. That would be nice, but... Again, it's in development in the background. Yeah. Honestly, Microsoft is getting their marketing really right lately. Um, and that's sort of the change they've got lately is they've like... So they bought out Obsidian... Yeah. Studios and City and Entertainment. Um, and they were sort of best well known for like Fallout New Vegas. And um, something else. They were the original creators of Fallout 1 and 2 before they changed their name. Oh, okay. And Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. Did Sith they Wars. also do an Elder Scrolls? Uh, did they do. Don't believe so. Who did. Obli- um, yeah, Oblivion. Um, that was just... Was that Bethesda? Bethesda. Okay. Yeah, Bethesda just did it. Bethesda's developed Elder Scrolls from the get-go, so okay. that's their series entirely. But Fallout, they adopted in um, the... Fallout 3 was their sort of third-person version. Mm. And then they gave the engine because Obsidian Entertainment is a very small company. Like, you're looking at less than 20 people. Oh, really? It's very, very small. So they don't really have the resources or manpower to, to develop these sort of things. Mm. Um, and now that they're partnered up with Microsoft... Um, they can do a lot more. Yeah. Um, so basically Microsoft said, we love what you do. Keep doing what you do. If you need a hand, let us know. Yeah. And, we can and that's exactly what the CEO of it said. That, like that that's the only approach is we're here to support you. Yeah. Like a very hands-off approach. Yeah, but do this, but here we are to support you. We want you to make this, but we're mm. here just supporting you. Yeah. And so that's what The Outer Worlds is really good because – it's given them a chance to make something that's going to compete with the AAA titles. Yeah. And say okay. there were suddenly like some one of the programmers was there and they were trying to write the AI and they were like, hang on, I, I don't know anything about AI. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> they could just literally put out a thing on whatever Microsoft's internal thing is to say, we need AI programmers to program this. Yeah. They could loan five of the programmers from Microsoft's massive pool. Yeah. To help them accomplish that. Oh. Where it would usually take that one guy who's suddenly learning how to do all this new AI programming, what, a, couple a year, two yeah. years to do the entire program. 
you've got like these 10 guys from Microsoft which can get smashed out in a couple of months or a month or a week or whatever. Okay, take. yeah. So like a much shorter time. Yeah, yeah, correct. It just gives them more support, I guess. And that's why I think part of the marketing of doing all these definitive editions is okay. going. And I think with Halo, again, we were talking a little bit about that earlier. There's the new trailer for that that released. Mm. They've realized they're not doing as well as they thought they would in terms of getting their own original story off the ground. Yeah. So they've sort of taken a step back, back to a different art style Okay. for yeah. it as well. So it's sort of back closer to the number three than number four or five. Oh, okay, yeah. I, so I haven't watched the trailer myself. It looks so. really good. Like, the, like they've changed the green of his armor and made it a bit more nostalgic. And mm. it drew me in. Okay. I have to admit, it drew me in. I mean, that's all of, it's meant to do. Yeah, because they, I don't, I can't ever remember the end of five, but he was like somehow cast adrift. Yeah, I, I didn't play five because I didn't actually get an Xbox One. Yeah. So I, never, to- I got an Xbox One just to play five. Okay. It totally was not worth it. <laughs> and I just yeah. was like, oh, why did I buy this special edition Halo? Why did I get suckered in? Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it was a pretty cool trailer. And like he got recovered from outer space and okay. rebooted in the way that Master Chief only can <laughs> suddenly survive from being a drift in space for however long he was there. So yeah. it's pretty exciting. What games are you excited for? Um... Now, I, I, I am, a, like, a little bit of a, like, child at heart. So, like, I'm very interested in the new Pokemon. Yeah, right. That's coming out for Switch. Um, actually, a, a game that recently came out that is very near and dear to my heart that I got was Crash Team Racing. Yeah. So, I picked that up, like, last week or so. Yeah. And I've only played a little bit of it because, again, I've been playing too much Destiny. <laughs> too much time it's has consumed been... my life oh it's just like all my friends are playing it at the moment and we're trying to get like raid stuff ready and stuff like that so like I and have then to you try... can like upload it on Instagram and be like hashtag raid ready no no I'm, I'm not that sad are you sure yeah <laughs> but yeah I've, I've, I picked up that game and I was just like this looks so good <laughs> yes I'm so glad that this is here see so, I um I would never grow up with like a PlayStation, which I think was mainly where Crash was sort of focused yeah. on. Um, so I don't really get into that. And I've always just played like Nintendo 64. Yeah. <laughs> racing. <laughs> we'll see how you, um, you're saying like um, with, what were you just talking about? Age of Empires. Yes. That one. <laughs> it's like how you're like, oh my God, this is like the my graphics, childhood. Yeah, it's the yeah, same sort of thing. So nostalgic and stuff. Yeah. It's I like, think nostalgia is actually like a really big market trend at the moment. Yeah. Like, um, even, like, I know it won't appeal to most gamers, but, like, where I work with ovens, mm. suddenly there's, like, these 50s-style ovens out on the market. Oh, really? Yeah, because you can get these, like, retro-looking, looks like an old combustion stove oh. in your house. That looks pretty... I mean, that might be pretty cool. Yeah, so like, I, it's sort of a trend that's across the board. It's not just in games. Everyone's mm. after this nostalgia, and especially, like... Yeah, well, it sells, doesn't it? I guess so. Yeah, it's just got. It's, you can capture an audience with it because one, you're appealing to that older generation that may have experienced it as a kid, mm. and then you're appealing to the younger generation that's like, that looks cool. That's mm. not streamlined and sophisticated <laughs> like everything is now. I want something different. Yeah, and I think in the games industry, it's um, it's hard to come up with a new concept that hasn't been done before. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like, say, for first-person shooters, for instance. Like, there is only so many instances where gun in hand shooting bad guys is new type thing. So, like, you know, going back to something old and redoing that, A, gets you money, and B, you know, you kind of don't need, like, 
a full concept design, yeah, you, you can kind of like jump off from them. Yeah, and just use what you've got as a base and, and make it a lot better and fix the little bugs and everything yeah. that were there as well. Kind of like um, like when you would just your comment on there's not much new. Um, like Fortnite was sort of top of the game in mm. terms of people playing and everything for what, like a year and a half? Yeah. And then Apex Legends came, came out. And that was in development for like two years in the background, getting ready to like knock him off their perch basically. Yeah. And they did a really good job of that. But there's no sustain. Like I yeah. played it for a couple of weeks. So I was like, righto, what yeah. now? <laughs> See, the thing is, is that um, I think we we're talking about we we're talking about this um, last trimester that when Fortnite got really big and really popular, it had like a lot of crunch. Yeah, and like experienced like crunch for I think it was like they said like eighteen months or something. Yeah, something ridiculous. And then like I assume that. Um, uh, Respawn, um, the guys behind uh, Titanfall and Apex, yeah. they just didn't have the manpower yeah. and stuff to keep on cranking out stuff. So, yeah. like, you know, a month or two goes by and you don't have, like, an update yeah. and, like, nothing new is coming into the system, then, you know, people drop off. Yeah, like, you need... Um, I don't know. It's just... it's Battle Royales have their place in the market and it's honestly not for every gamer either. Yeah. Because... Ultimately, if I want to go and play a good shooter, I'm going to go back to Counter-Strike. Yeah. Because it's good. It's mostly well-balanced. Um, yeah, there might be a few extra hackers, but there's better verification. And it's more competitive because it's less luck-based. Yeah. You can't, like, not get a certain weapon because you Bec- haven't... Like, it's, it's your fault if you're losing. Yeah. Either you can't aim very well. You can't shoot people in the head very well. It's basically whoever can click someone else's head better wins. Yeah. And, like, there is a bit of inaccuracy with the weapons, like there should be. Yeah. But it's it makes sense. It's within a certain range. Yeah. Like, but within 10 metres of each other, there's no inaccuracy for most weapons. Yeah. I'm happy to be corrected for most of the weapons on that. Um, but, yeah, it's just sort of, again, I play that for a little while, get bored, might go play Apex for a little while, Yeah. get bored. And I think some of the companies are starting to see single-player games still do have their place. Yeah. And one I'm tentatively excited for is the new Star Wars game. Yeah, the um, Jedi... Fallen Order. Yeah. Now, I hate the stupid little droid he's got on his back because I don't know what this thing is with having cute little droids that yeah. don't, haven't been spotted anywhere else in the Star Wars universe. It's Disney. Yeah, it's it's a weird, uh, weird sort of impact. Um, and I really hope it's good because of the game they cancelled to make it. Yeah. Because they were making one that was going to explore all the underlevels of Coruscant. I have no idea what... Um, so where all the Jedis live, it's mm. the main big like hub of the galactic centre called Coruscant. Yeah. And basically the top layer, which we see is all the happy democracy and everything. Yeah. And the further down you go, the deeper into like the, the, like, the, the guts of the place and it's just all like crime and all sorts of stuff as you go down there. Oh, okay. Um, there's like levels that are entirely radiation and all sorts of stuff. There's actually these massive pits because it's all just been built on the previous foundation. Oh, okay. And it's actually really cool to look at. Like, no one actually knows what's on level one. And I think, like, level 142 or something has been explored. And, like, some have been explored in novels and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, like, there, there's entire Povo cities down there underneath the main layer. Jeez. And there's some that are actually vital to the survival because they make all the stuff. But it's very not really policed. 
Ah, uh, yep, yeah. In in the in the sort of the story of it, so like there's all these layers where there's just all this gritty crime and. Like if the Imperial troops go down there, they go in disguise because otherwise they're just going to get mugged straight away <laughs> um, because they, they can't even deal with it. Yeah. And that's what that was going to explore is going to be like a first person exploration of that area. See? Yeah, that sounds cool. And it sounds awesome. And it was such a good idea. And it was being developed before EA got the contract, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then they just like it was half developed. Like they had the engine, they had everything there. And then they're just like, nope. <laughs> And you're just like, why? Yeah, like they could have just finished it off. Spent, I mean, get, put yeah. 10 developers on it, finished off for in a year, and yeah. put it out. So I'm really hoping this new game is good. I like well, some of the look of it. I, I've heard that it's kind of like a Castlevania-ish type game. Like you um, go back and, f- like you get a new ability somewhere else, then you go back and unlock more areas in the yeah. previous world that you visited and stuff like that. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I yeah. don't mind re like. I grew up with Knights of the Old Republic as like one of the best games I ever played as a kid. Mm. And the amount of times you'd go back to previous worlds because your persuasion wouldn't be high enough at a certain world and you were like, I really want this ending. So you'd go back and, yeah. and level up somewhere else. So I'm, I'm very used to that. Um, there was like just watching the gameplay trailers and all sorts of stuff. It seems very um, modern, I guess, is the mm. word I would use to describe. Like uh, as a gamer, I'm sort of taught like if there's an empty floor, like empty f- walk yeah. space in front of you you may as well just walk through that walk space that's mm. the way to proceed but with this there's a lot of climbing and weird little areas so like he he boards an atat and there's like a little crawl space he crawls through and yeah. you can get in further in and oh, okay it just looks very i don't know i don't know if you call it non-linear or kind of like um a multi-linear type yeah exactly deal. like you've got um you, sort of like Dire Dishonored Pioneer yeah. when it first came out. Oh, here's your three ways of getting through just as a bit of an idea. That was like the tutorial mission. Yeah. Go for the rest of the game and see how you go. I think this one's fairly similar. Okay. So there's multiple approaches to scenarios. Which, which, which like is good. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't get the point of the little weird droid. Yeah. Well, we, we will see when it get, comes yeah. out. So. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, as I said, tentatively excited mm. just because it looks very modern and looks like it would be a bit of a refresher. Yeah, especially to bring something more into like the Star Wars gaming yeah. universe rather than Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefront. Oh, Battlefront Two. Yeah, <laughs> um, which apparently has actually gotten better. Yeah, I've heard that they've um, made a lot of updates and stuff. Yeah, so have... the loot boxes are no longer game breaking. Yeah, so loot boxes won't get you anything in game. It's all. Uh, yeah, all earnable. earnable um, yeah. It's only aesthetic sort of stuff, which I think is where loot box should be. Yeah, I definitely. understand their place in the market as well. Like loot boxes make sense because they need to make money. Yeah, and they, I understand they, that they just can't make games if they don't have a revenue stream Correct. somewhere. Yeah, and that ongoing revenue stream. Yeah, everyone might think, oh, why don't you just release a complete game? Why do you need all these aesthetic items? It's more once you sell a game, you have a very limited window of where that game's going to make you money. Yeah, it's like. All at the front, yeah, and like for and for a couple of months after that, it's yeah. like it drops off dramatically. Correct, like because there's only ninety nine dollars for a game, new release. Ooh, yeah, I'll buy it for ninety nine bucks. Three months after, uh, I, I give you forty for it. I give yeah. you twenty. It's it's not gonna be a high end game anymore. Unfortunately, it's just yeah. the world we live in. Especially like you know maybe even twelve months later. Yeah, it's like a lot cheaper yeah and that's why i understand things like season passes and stuff as well Mm. like and i do understand why we have dlc because it adds extra content to the game but as long as the base game is good which to be fair i don't know if you played battlefront 2 
but mm. it had a really no. cool single player experience. Okay. Um, which out of all of the new Star Wars stories, movies included, which of which I'm very judgmental, um, it was a really good story. Okay. Uh, so you sort of start as an Imperial agent just after they've blown up the second Death Star <laughs> and you're an Imperial agent and you're under fire from rebel troops and you're just like, uh, <laughs> what now? <laughs> and so you right. have to like get off the planet and I won't spoil it yeah. just in case you want to play. But there's just a really nice storyline that follows. Okay. Um, and I think you get to play as Luke from memory as well. Like you get to do a little sides bit. of it and do some like whatever the exploring he did. Oh, yeah. Um, afterwards, which sort of took me back to like the old Jedi Knight games, yeah, and like, like yeah. the Dark Forces games and everything, where like Luke went exploring these ancient temples and stuff, which was mm. pretty cool. But yeah, like on going back to how you said that um, single player games being like not finished, um, I personally think that um, a, I would rather have a game be delayed. For a little bit, so that the product, the development team can get the game right the first time. Yeah. Rather than you know having it rushed out early and you know have a lot of like missing like missing content that they didn't have enough time to implement and stuff like that. Yeah, hundred percent. You should have a fully featured game from release. DLCs, I think, plan them. Mm. don't necessarily have them made ready to go as like, oh, here's no. what we prepared earlier, but plan them to say this is how it's going to fit in and how it's going to add to the story. Yeah. Uh, like um, Mass Effect, I think, did that really well. I don't know if you ever played through those games very much. Um, I've played number one, Yeah. but I don't think I played the DLC. I don't think I had the DLC at yeah. the time. It was more with number two, but they added DLC that sort of led on to number three. And oh, I think okay. some more games are starting to do that now where they release it later in the game's life cycle when they're like okay here's the story we're developing yeah this is the story we had there uh, why didn't roger go and join the school why didn't he do this so mm. they create that storyline just to make it flow through actually i think they um did something with in uh dragon age inquisition i think yeah they did something like that they i don't know if it's either a video or if it's actually gameplay but um they're um kind of teasing dragon age 4 yeah so, yeah, it's Just like, to lead it on. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good way of doing it because it keeps people excited in the old game a little bit and it might make them five bucks, ten bucks, fifteen bucks, whatever that DLC is worth. Yeah. It does give them that little bit of an extra revenue boost before they release their new game, which is always a risk because a game can just flop. Yeah. Like Dragon Age, I was really into Dragon Age Origins. Mm. I played Dragon Age 2. Yeah. I'm no longer into Dragon Age. Yeah. That's, that was my progression. I know I've been told Inquisition's a lot better. Mm. but it still doesn't excuse number two for yeah. me. <laughs> See, I um I picked up Inquisition, um, played it for a couple of hours, definitely should pick it up again. I, I should pick it up again, but, like, you know, I just kind of, like, put it down yeah. and then didn't pick it back up type thing one yeah. day. Like, it's not like, oh, it's a bad game and stuff. It's just one of those times where you just, like, you put something down, yeah. going, like, oh, yeah, I'll come back to this because something else has popped up. Yeah. And then you just don't go back. Yeah, forget to. Yeah. It's um the same sort of thing happened with Mass Effect Andromeda to me. Yeah. And I think everyone recalls that's in the gaming world that Mass Effect Andromeda just got ripped to shreds. It was oh, probably yeah. one of the first big rippings of a game to say, oh, this is terrible. Why have you done this? But I really liked it. Yeah. 
And I think I'm about the only one I know that liked it out of the box day one. Okay. I, I have a couple of friends that said like, yeah, there's bugs and stuff like that in it, but it's not a bad game. Yeah. Like, For me, it was a very, uh, I guess, nostalgic feeling. Again, back to that word that we seem to be using a lot. <laughs> um, because it was very reminiscent of number one or what number one could have been if it was developed today. Yeah. In terms of exploring worlds. Because you had a very similar rover. You explored all these worlds really... Um, what is it? What engine do they use? Unreal? No. No idea. Frostbite. Frostbite oh, okay. engine that EA uses. So they were using that, which allowed them to render this like entire desert with sandstorms and everything that oh, just okay. looked visually awesome. Like it was like um, Battlefield 1, that sort of graphical level. And yeah. it was, um, yeah, it just looked awesome. And having a chance to explore that in like really high resolution was really cool to me. Um, and that's what I liked about it. And for me, bugs have always been there in oh, games. Yeah. Like, I've never, like, even from the first Assassin's Creed games when they did, like, bug into a wall or whatever. I remember that and I don't care. Yeah, I mean, like, just look at Bethesda. Yeah. And it's still my favorite game. Like, video game creation company and their series are all still my favorites. Yes. Yeah. They're still, even though they're for all their flaws, they're really good games and they're very open. Hmm. But. Yeah, it's just people just get hung up on little things all the time. Like, I can understand that they weren't even really game-breaking bugs. They yeah. were just graphical glitches. I mean, like, just someone's mouth moving a little bit weird or yeah, someone or with like, a little bit too much makeup or whatever it may oh, be. It's, like, it was like, I think they were crab-walking and stuff behind yeah. them as well. Which, for me, just makes it part of the fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, <just> like, what? <laughs> like, there was... um. I don't know if I told you about this, but I played a, a VR game yeah. at Jake's house, which was um, like a duck hunt game. Oh, yeah. And it's a horror game. Yeah. Um, so spoiler alert for anyone who, who doesn't want to listen to this and get it all spoiled. Um, but it's it was like really freaking me out because one, um, it appealed to me because it went back to like the NES. Yeah. So it very much reminded me of the Nintendo 64. You were sitting in front of the... Um, like the console, and because of the um, screen door effect on the VR, it mm. felt like an actual TV, like a CRT, because uh, yeah. it was like you were putting your face up right against it like you did as a kid. Um, and, yeah, that was terrifying. And the only thing that got me through that game was me being funny. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah. I'm having a really hard time, so I'll just be funny about it. And that sort of just was just my facade of, no, I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> Please don't hurt me, big dog. <laughs> Then it comes out with a knife. Yeah, that was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's getting to the end of the show. So you don't know about this, but uh, at the end of the show, we do some fur- furious plugging for uh, our uh, games night. What games night? The g- one that's tomorrow. Which one? The one that's up in the store. Tell me all about it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, we are back for another trimester. Um, up in the store at six o'clock. Tomorrow, um, we will have games night. So we're going to have our VR setups. We now have two. So no waiting around, hopefully. Um, Minimal waiting around. Yeah. TM. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to have our Switch up and running. You're probably going to have Smash on it because that seems to always be the case. Um, We're going to have our Xbox up. Whole bunch of board games. Magic the Gathering guys are going to be there too. So come on down if you're into that. 
Um, bring your rigs if you want to. We've got plenty of desk space if you want to bring up your own computer and show off and see if you can beat our Gaming Society computer. It's yeah. Got some pretty serious RBG. Yeah. I've uh, tricked it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually have a guy coming up that says he's going to bring up an Oculus Quest. Ooh. So, yeah. Community member, I guess Ooh. we call, should call them. Um, yeah. Bringing up something That's to play. That's very exciting. Yeah, so going to test that out a little bit, see how that works. Well, almost soon, one day we'll be able to feel like an entire Pavlov lobby of like <laughs> 5v5 Pavlov with a VR. If we just get enough money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> that is a lot of money. I have a, way too much fun in Pavlov. Yeah? It's so fun. And I just keep dropping the gun. <laughs> Other than that, we're also going to have a sausage sizzle. So um, don't worry if you're a bit hungry. Uh, they're only a dollar each, um, as well as drinks. So, yeah. Pretty exciting. So, yeah, come up, support us, have a bit of fun. First, uh, Second day of the trimester, so you don't have to worry about uh, ex- assignments or, like, exams or anything. So you That's all have, for later in the Yeah, you, you should have plenty of time <laughs> to come up. And just chill with us. And even if you're not a gamer and you just want to come along just to see what we're all about. We're very open-ended. You can do whatever you want there. We've got some of the old school console games, board games, a bit of everything for everyone. Also, like, no membership is needed. You just come up, no paying. The only thing you have to pay for, well, that you can pay for, is sausages and drinks. And purely optional. Yeah. Yeah. Righto. And we hope to catch you all up there. Yeah, so that's us for tonight. Thanks and for having me back, Nick. That's all good. If you're, you're more than welcome. I was the only person you had here tonight. Yes. It's very <laughs> sad. The other two, um, Jen's at uh, Away With Sports Stuff, and uh, Michael had a block meeting. So Excuses. Yeah. I'm <laughs> glad that I asked you to come along. That's all right. I had a lot of fun. Might be back next week. Yeah. So that is us for tonight, and we'll see you all next Monday at our... Uh, Tune FM 106.9. Goodbye.